discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. Howdy, folks. I hope all is well with you. I have some good news and some better news. But the good news first. As reported by John Wolfolk of Mercury News on March 9th, San Francisco, among the first major U.S. cities to require a COVID-19 vaccine passport to enter bars, restaurants, and gyms, will lift it Friday, marking one of the most notable in a series of dropped pandemic mandates around the country as infection rates fall. San Francisco health officials said Wednesday that proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test will no longer be required to dine or drink inside restaurants and bars and indoor businesses where elevated breathing occurs, such as gyms and fitness studios. Quote, the proof of vaccination and testing requirements served their purpose in keeping these spaces as safe as possible for staff and patrons, San Francisco Health Officer Dr. Susan Phillips said. Rolling it back is part of coming out of crisis mode and learning to live with the virus. End quote. The passing of the passport in San Francisco is a symbolic milestone as California and the nation exit the Omicron surge. The city drew national attention for its aggressive restrictions at the height of the pandemic and for their apparent success in mitigating infections and deaths. In this thoroughly progressive city, local bar owners, in sharp contrast to their scofflaw ilk in many U.S. regions, provided the impetus for some of the toughest rules. Even now, some of San Francisco's restrictions remain. Proof of vaccination or a negative test will be required to attend indoor quote-unquote mega events, gatherings of 1,000 people or more, per state guidance, city officials said. But the city and state dropped indoor mask requirements for visiting places like stores and businesses on February 16th for vaccinated people, and on March 1st for the unvaccinated. If they choose, those businesses are free to ask patrons to continue to wear masks or provide proof of vaccination or a negative test. Ben Bleeman, managing partner of the Tonic Nightlife Group and founder of the San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance, 
that represents 506 owners and 360 establishments doesn't expect many to do so. Quote, I think it's clear the worst of Omicron has passed, Lehman said. We can go back to business as usual, for a while at least, and hopefully forever, end quote. Other cities that adopted passport-type policies are also dropping them or making plans to do so. MSN.com. Well, that is good news. In fact, I'd say that's really good news, at least in my opinion. And if you agree with me, that may lead you to wonder, well, what news could be better than that? Well, that article was written in March of 2022. Not only that, but I'm recording this also in March of 2022. Which of course means, finally, after taking a much longer than expected hiatus, that's right, I'm back! You're listening to Alternate Current Radio, I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. Before we begin today, I have a pop quiz trivia question for everyone, just to see if you've been paying attention. Which of the following seems to have just suddenly all but completely disappeared? A. The pandemic, and with it, Anthony Fauci, mask mandates and vaccine passports, etc. B. The Canadian truckers' convoy. C. Affordable gas prices. D. Joe Biden's last few brain cells. Or E. The daily ruckus. Well, the correct answer is all of the above. But all kidding aside, we will be addressing at least a couple of those items on today's episode. And yes, it is a brand new episode. At least it is, or was, depending on when you are listening to it. Meaning that as of recording this, today is March 22nd, 2022. That's 322, which students of the lore and history of secret societies may recognize as having some sort of esoteric significance as it pertains to Yale's infamous skull and bones. And as if that wasn't interesting, enough. This episode happens to be number 223, which is 322 backwards. Now, I don't know what, if anything, that all means, but here's hoping it at least means I've somehow magically defeated the curse that has been haunting my show ever since I first started a retrospective series about the rollout of vaccine passports towards the end of last year. At first, there was a gap of just a few days in between the first two episodes, and then a gap of a few weeks before and between the next two episodes. And now, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's been six months since the last episode, and not just in this series. Yeah, it really has been half a year since the last time I did this. Well, I guess I have a few things to say about all of that. One, sorry and thank you for your patience. Two, I must say I I missed all of you, and I'm glad to be back at the helm of this particular vessel as we journey forward together into the turbulent and shark-infested waters we call the news. But before we can move forward, we have some unfinished business concerning these vaccine passports. Oh, and three, for any of you who are absolutely dying to know all the juicy details of the extreme and bizarre, yet incredibly banal and boring series of unfortunate events that contributed to the sudden disappearance of the Daily Ruckus. First of all, why? And second of all, the chances of me going into all of that here on the air are highly unlikely. Yet, I'm more than happy to speak with you about it in person, if you so desire. Feel free to get a hold of me on Discord, or by sending me an email to ruckus 
at alternatecurrentradio.com. But I assure you that knowing any and all of the silly reasons for my hiatus won't do any good in erasing the fact that the end result was that, up until this moment, you, the listener, have been denied access to brand new episodes of The Daily Ruckus. And speaking of being denied access to things... Did you hear the one about how France has banned unvaccinated people from purchasing food at supermarkets? Well, if you have, I don't think that was necessarily correct. Certainly, at least not according to the fact check that I dug up from July 15, 2021, posted on India Today, which reported that on July 12th, French President Emmanuel Macron announced fresh restrictions in the wake of a renewed surge in COVID-19 cases due to the Delta strain. This variant is said to be behind 50% of the new cases in France. Soon after Macron's announcement, some netizens started claiming that come August 1st, only those who have been vaccinated for COVID-19 would be allowed to purchase food from supermarkets. A short video clip of Macron's speech is also being shared as evidence. India Today Anti-Fake News War Room, AFW, has found that France has not banned unvaccinated people from purchasing food. Proof of vaccination or a COVID-negative report has been made mandatory only for entry in big shopping malls and not for neighborhood grocery stores. In his address to the nation on July 12th, Macron said that from August, people would be required to produce health passes to visit cafes, restaurants, shopping centers, hospitals, retirement homes, and social institutions, as well as for long-distance trips on flights, trains, or buses. The health pass will be used to check a person's vaccination status, the result of a COVID test, or a certificate of recovery. Translating the transcript of Macron's July 12th speech, we found that nowhere is it mentioned that people who haven't been vaccinated will not be allowed to purchase food from supermarkets or neighborhood grocery shops, though Macron had said that people will need health passes to enter shopping centers starting in August, a statement by the French health minister Olivier Varane suggests that rules would be different for supermarkets. A recent report by Connexions carries a statement by Varane, quote, we are talking about asking for health passes in big shopping centers, not supermarkets, end quote. The same statement has been published in reports by Politico and U.S. News as well. As per these reports, while health passes will indeed be needed to visit shopping centers, the government has excluded supermarkets so that the public can avail essential commodities such as food, even if they're not vaccinated. Almost a million people in France sought to book appointments for COVID-19 vaccinations one day after Macron's July 12 announcements. It is important to mention that these guidelines on restrictions are yet to be hammered out in detail. Thus, it is clear that though the recent anti-COVID measures announced by Macron were intended to push people towards vaccination. They haven't restricted unvaccinated people from visiting supermarkets as of now. IndiaToday.in Whew, that was quite the fact check there, wasn't it? Just kept repeating itself over and over again now, didn't it? Uh, Interestingly enough, I I can't seem to find any evidence of them or the other fact checkers uh, trying to cover up for this one, which was reported uh, in December of 2021 by Paul Joseph Watson, who reported that 
the French Minister of Health has admitted that vaccine passports are a disguised form of mandatory vaccines, despite President Macron claiming vaccine mandates will not be compulsory. In comments reported by French broadcaster Le Chaine Info, Olivier Veran revealed that the primary purpose of the country's COVID pass scheme was to force the unvaccinated to cave in. Veran said the pass, quote, is a disguised form of vaccination obligation, but it's more effective. Preventing people from going to bars, restaurants, places that receive the public if they are not vaccinated is more effective than fining them 100 euros when caught in the street, end quote. In other words, making life miserable for the unvaxxed is the best way of forcing them to get vaccinated. The remarks make a mockery of Emmanuel Macron's insistence that France would never impose mandatory jabs. Quote, I have said it, I will repeat it. The vaccine will not be compulsory, said Macron. Let us have confidence in our researchers and doctors. We are the land of the Enlightenment and of Pasteur. Reason and science must guide us, end quote. Meanwhile, the option of providing a negative test result as part of the Pass Sanitaire scheme will be eliminated in January, meaning only the vaccinated will be allowed to enter numerous venues, including cinemas, cafes, bars, and restaurants. Those who can prove on the spot they are not infected with the virus, and therefore cannot spread it, will be banned. Quote, While we have given time, a lot of time, to these French people who had hesitations and doubts, we will strengthen the incentive to vaccination in January, said French Prime Minister Jean Castet. It is not acceptable for the refusal of a few million French people to get vaccinated to put the life of an entire country at risk. End quote. Infowars.com. Well now, let's Let's fast forward a couple months, shall we, and see how those vaccine passports worked out for the people in France. Oh, this looks fun. Reclaim the Net reported on February 23rd, 2022, the following. Millions of people in France have had their vaccine passports deactivated because they have not received a booster shot, suddenly depriving them of access to many facilities and businesses. The government changed the duration needed to get a booster after the second dose from seven months to four months and automatically updated the vaccine passports of millions of people to reflect the changes. The move to reduce the time needed to get a booster has been seen as a move to push people to get vaccinated. Data from health authorities indicate that the vaccine passports were deactivated for about 4 to 4.5 million people. France 24 interviewed several people who got a notification that their vaccine passports had suddenly expired. Quote, there are too many rules coming out, an 18-year-old student said. First, it was after six months that we could get a booster. So I told myself, okay, I have time. Then it was shortened to three months. It was a mess. End quote. Another person who was interviewed said, quote, it's sad, but that's how it is. I don't have the right to do anything anymore, so I'm not even trying. I hope the passport is suspended soon. End quote. The government 
government has indicated the vaccine mandates might be lifted at the end of March or in early April. ReclaimTheNet.org Ooh, wow, that's gotta suck. So even after jumping through all of the hoops, and you thought you were perfectly fine and good to go, and you have your vaccine passport, next thing you know, your local government decides to pull the rug out from under you and just change the rules, therefore making your vaccine passport invalid? That sounds like a problem, doesn't it? And it's a problem that's not just exclusive to France. And it's not the only problem we need to worry about as far as these things are concerned. Let's roll it back a few months, shall we, to August 31st, 2021, and check out this article written by Adam Dick, posted on Ron Paul Institute's website. And the article states, Israel has gone further, quicker than most governments, in pushing people to take experimental coronavirus vaccines and imposing vaccine passports as a requirement for people to go about their daily activities. Last week, Israel Health Minister Nitzan Horowitz announced that holders of these vaccine passports, called green passes by the government, will be required to take yet another shot of experimental coronavirus vaccine, termed a booster shot, and apparently keep taking more booster shots and being exposed to additional side effect risks. Each additional five to six months, or their vaccine passports will be revoked. If this new requirement can be imposed on people in order for them to keep their vaccine passports operating, there is no limit to the requirements that can be piled on. Israel is making the first move in transitioning from vaccine passports to everything passports. To supposedly limit the spread of coronavirus, Israel or another government could next decide that a vaccine passport may be revoked if a person is caught not wearing a mask where required, not properly social distancing, gathering in a group larger than allowed, or posting on the internet, or otherwise communicating ideas related to coronavirus that are deemed quote-unquote misinformation. More broadly, to quote-unquote protect public health, vaccine passports could start being revoked because a person does not take a flu shot or whatever new shots or pills comes out next, say for AIDS or Alzheimer's prevention, fails to attend a yearly wellness visit with his doctor, seeks alternative treatment instead of taking prescribed pharmaceuticals, or does not make sure his children receive every recommended vaccination on time under a government schedule. But why must government stop at quote-unquote protecting public health as a justification for imposing new requirements for keeping vaccine passports operating? Or why can't government just announce that Things that it claims protect from danger are deemed as quote-unquote protecting public health. Government can start revoking vaccine passports for people who are convicted of, or maybe just charged with, driving while intoxicated, behind on their tax or debt payments, or listed on the no-fly list. This is just some of the low-hanging fruit for expanding requirements people must meet to be able to keep their vaccine passports operating, and thus keep themselves in the new preferred 
preferred cast in the developing cast system. Plenty more requirements can be added. Further, each of a person's actions or inactions looked at relative to vaccine passports need not be considered alone. Many actions and inactions could be weighed to calculate a score for each individual so that vaccine passports will be revoked if the score falls too low. Scores could also be used so a person's vaccine passport would allow him entry to some places but not others depending on score cutoffs. In this age of computer algorithms, each person can have 10 distinct scores that adjust to control the scope of his allowed actions in various circumstances. And looking forward to a fully developed, digitally connected vaccine passport having the ability to help surveil people, the scored actions and inactions will be better monitored for providing information to feed the continually adjusting determinations about revoking vaccine passports or determining where a person may legally be or what he may legally do. Vaccine passports are a great threat to freedom in their current early iteration. If they are not eradicated early on, they threaten to become a much worse hazard over time as they transition from being vaccine passports to being everything passports. RonPaulInstitute.org of course, now that we're six months further down this timeline since that article was written, and we're now hearing about vaccine passports kind of going away, or more accurately, we're not hearing so much about vaccine passports because we're too busy being bombarded with news about something else, and we'll get to all of that in future episodes of The Daily Ruckus as soon as I'm officially finished with this whole vaccine passport thing, which, believe it or not, is not going to happen today. No, 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 no. Because just like that article written six months ago ominously warned, these vaccine passports are already, as we speak, becoming everything passports. And we're going to talk about that on the next episode, which hopefully won't be six months from now. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.